Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Woke and Broke. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Wednesday, December 14th in the year 2022. I'm telling you. Things just get a little crazier all the time. But the big thing that we face right now that nobody is talking about, nobody, is the impending collapse of this economy. And it's not going to be sudden. It's going to be a steady death that is just going to make things worse and worse. There's no money. That's the whole thing. Is All they're doing is printing paper. The amount of debt we carry is phenomenal, $34 trillion dollars. And there's this imagination going on by so many of these folks in that are woke that believe that somehow they can just keep printing money and that money comes from the air. It doesn't. There's nothing underpinning it. And as Russia's beginning its pivot towards gold, and so is China, so is India, and so is South Africa, BRICS nations, and Brazil, be prepared. This is going to be a rocky ride until we get back on control of the helm of this nation. Patriots, before we begin, make sure and part of that process is to make sure that you yourself are protecting your wealth. That means folks at Birch Gold have something to offer. Patriots, will the lack of red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer? by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text BARDS to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Text BARDS to 989898 and claim your free no-obligation info kit now. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text BARDS to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. That's text BARDS to 989898. You will not be disappointed. Let's begin with one of the headlines today in the Gateway Pundit. This is far left. Washington Post announces a massive layoffs after losing 500,000 subscribers. Woke employees are outraged. They had an all-employee town hall meeting today. The CEO announced that there will be upcoming layoffs due to the loss of revenue. This is unbelievable. Washington Post had 3 million subscribers in 2021. Their number has now dropped to 2.5 million First thing I'd say is keep it up, patriots. We don't need to be supporting these woke outlets, and there needs to be a financial cost for them turning on the nation and spewing lies and propaganda. Well, obviously, the town hall didn't go well, 
And the woke employees kind of lost their mind, screaming at the CEO, asking him what they were going to do to protect jobs as he refused to take questions and just let them know that Q1, which is the first quarter of the year, starting in January, there's going to be mass layoffs. The whole culture and generation here that's been raised up in this era of stupid education, which is it's all been about dumbing people down, have literally not taught people the basics of economics. And so the woke culture lives in this euphoria that somehow jobs are always going to be there, that we can have union protection on their jobs and that they can be ensured that they will never be fired. What they never factor in is if you can't fire somebody, you just shut your company down and that's it done. And they'll all be out of business anyway. So this is an ongoing problem. The United States is growing. It's not getting any better and it's going to grow a great deal in noise because so many people are still tied to the corporate beast. And you're going to hear this argument coming from both sides of the aisle. It's not just going to be woke folks. You're going to start hearing people panic and scream about, I don't know what to do. You're losing my job. All I'm going to say is if you didn't see this one coming, you were choosing not to look because it's been here the whole time. You've known that on this channel for almost three years now, we've talked about county by county at the center of that has been the principle that you need to do right work. Get out of the corporate yoke. That's three years of that conversation. And by the way, it takes about a year to get a business up and going and two to start building some base income. So three years right now, if you've been following that, you're going to be in a pretty good position. So this is just part of the on upcoming and ongoing growing narrative that we're going to be hearing. And the, the indications of the economy are significant. We're looking today at a conversation with Powell, who's while well, he's ahead of the Fed, his mouthpiece, Nick uh, Timoreos, has been saying that the Fed's inflation target of 2%, they try to manage inflation down to 2%, was not, they were not going to consider ever going above that. And under any circumstances. Well, that's not really what was said today. Powell today stated that it may be a longer run project at some point, meaning that all options are on the table because they no longer can control the economy. The economy is starting to go into a tailspin. And let's be clear, when we talk about inflation and we talk about a 2% inflation target, this is just smoke and mirrors. The CPI right now is sitting at around 8.2%. That's the consumer price index. That indicates consumer inflation. But when we get into real household inflation, we're talking somewhere between 35 and 55%. In some of the latest statistics I've seen, fuel oil for the families has increased 55.5%. We have gas costs that have gone up in different markets between 20 and 30%, some as high as 100%. This is this year impacting families and there are there's no growth in wages right now. So not only are you getting a inflation that's hitting people at a big level, meaning at a, at a national level, the, do, the dollar itself is deflating in value, meaning you're just buying less with the dollar. Then you have inflation, which is driving costs up. It's a double hit. It's a double negative. And by the way, in this model, a negative and a negative do not equal a positive, just so I tell you that in case someone tries to pull the math and go, wait a minute, if I multiply minus one by minus one, I get one. Yeah, that's great. Super, glad on you. But if you add one and minus one and minus one, you get minus two. And that means a double negative is going to make your life a whole lot worse. So we are looking at a, a growing inflation. People are having to make legitimate choices 
about food and fuel and rent. I mean, here's a headline today in Zero Hedge, and this just, this just deals with our neighbors up north. Remember, Canada's economy may not be the U.S. economy, but what happens in Canada is reflective of what's going on here. They are a little bit ahead of us in the disaster of the way things are going because their economy isn't as robust as the U.S. economy, and they haven't raped and pillaged as many countries as we have, though I'm sure they they wish they had. We are we own the dollar. Canada is our was a big trading partner with us, so there tends to be some stability in that. But here's the headline: More than half of Canadians worried about putting food on the table. This article goes on. A new poll suggests that more than half of Canadians surveyed are worried about having enough money to put food on the table, while 86% of the people are worried the country will face an economic recession in 2023. Food inflation is reported at higher than 10%. Well, that's the same here. And the most recent Canadian food price report released December 5th says the cost of groceries will increase 5 to 7% on average next year. These are the highest increases in food prices in the last 12 years that the report has been produced. This year's report predicts that a family of four, including a man aged 31 to 50, a woman aged 31 to 50, a boy 14 to 18, and a girl, 9 to 13. Whoa, wait, I got to stop there. That's a Canadian report, and they didn't mention 50 different genders? They just acknowledged that there's just a boy and a girl? Oh, wow, that's amazing. Anyway, we continue. And we'll pay, they, these groups will pay up to $14,767.37 for food, an increase of $966.08 from the total annual cost in 2021. Those are huge increases when you are on fixed levels of wage. And that's just food. That's not counting fuel. That's not counting house uh, electrical bills or house heating costs. It's not, it's not counting additional taxes, which our local governments are doing a wonderful job at trying to rape out their piece. And if you're renting, it doesn't account for the cost in increases in rent. Rents are really quite amazing because they are the one factor no one's wanting to talk about. The rents, average rent increase right now is running on the average of like 40 to 50% increase, if not more. And this is slowly hitting these markets because many of these people have been on rent freezes or they've been on rent protections under COVID that are all wearing out. Rent protection, by the way, were things like you can't evict somebody even if they can't pay their rent. That was under COVID. Well, let me tell you, landlords will only go so long on that game before they finally go like, yeah, it ain't going to happen. So people coming out of COVID, out of the COVIDian stupidity period, were literally here going, okay, well, I didn't have to pay rent. It's so good. It's so wonderful. All that was was a mind conditioning for these people to think that they were going to get some sort of universal basic income. The fact of the matter is that there is a wave of homelessness coming into this nation a wave of bankruptcies that are coming into this nation, and a wave of people losing and not having money to even eat. This is a big deal. We're heading into winter that's getting colder already, and you can expect on top of that to see also the increase in death rates that are going to continue to roll out from this vax and other poor health issues. And, of course, they're going to call it something else, like there's a new pandemic 
and it's targeting, it just happens to be part targeting those people that are vaxxed, so they need to get another injection. But all of you that are not vaxxed are the problem. It'll be some stupid thing like that. We know how that goes. We're not worried about it. We've already been through it. We'll continue to hold the line and let them wage their informational lie war against us, which will fail. But nonetheless, the effects are very real. Now, here's I want to read a part of an article here because this gets to some real meat of things that we have to consider in this period of time. So there is a person by the name of Nuriel Robini, and he was the former economic advisor for the International Monetary Fund and a member of President Clinton's Council of Economic Advisors. That's a nice arrangement right there. So he is actually one of the few mainstream economists that has been predicting a collapse in the housing bubble. And now Rubini is warning uh, that there is a staggering amounts of debt held by individuals, businesses, and government that will soon lead to the mother of all economic crises. I'm not going to disagree with this. And for me to say that, this guy's a liberal. So he's got a, at least a real perspective on this. Rubini has properly blamed, this article goes on, the creation of debt-based economy in the near or at zero interest rate and quantitative easing policies pursued by the Federal Reserve and other central banks as a central problem. The inevitable result of the zero interest and quantitative easing policies is price inflation wrecking havoc on the American people. All of this was by design. All of this was out there to try to get people hooked in to the real issues of debt slavery and to make everybody that was solvent insolvent real quickly. Now, I'm going to continue with this because there's some real important pieces in this article. The Fed has been trying to eliminate price inflation with a series of interest rate increases. So far, these rate increases have not significantly reduced price inflation. This is because rates remain at historic lows, yet the rate increases have had negative economic effects. Well, no kidding including a decline in the demand for new homes. Increasing interest rates make it impossible for many middle and working class Americans to afford monthly mortgage payments for even a relatively inexpensive home. That's because people are just barely getting by. There's no excess. So when you start to, you're offering very low to zero interest rates on mortgages, and then suddenly you bump that up by one or two points of interest, and that increases the mortgage payment, people can't afford that little bit of increase. I mean, we, still, we saw the same thing happen in 2007 and 2008 with the implosion of the housing market because so many people were on variable mortgages, variable interest rate mortgages. And these were absolutely the death knell to so many because they were getting money at very low rates, like 1%, 2%. And then when the economy slid and they manufactured that crisis to wipe out white America, they literally jacked those rates up and so people were contracted on a variable rate so overnight their interest payments went from say one to two percent of the total mortgage cost up to 12 and 15 percent it bankrupted many and oh don't worry corporate america was there to buy up your your properties for you and consolidate ownership once again into the corporate tyranny I'm going to continue with this article. The main reason the Fed cannot raise rates to anywhere near what they would be, in, would be in the free market is the effect it would have on the federal government's ability to manage its debt. Now, these are some really important pieces here that you need to listen to. According to the Congressional Budget Office, CBO 
Interest on the national debt is already on track to consume 40% of the federal budget by 2052. That's insane. And will surpass defense spending by 2029. That's just the interest rate. The defense spending right now is at $889 billion of waging a wonderful industry of war while we're trying to just survive. But let's not forget that they did just introduce the new B-21 bomber, which I'm sure you're all excited about, at $689 million a copy. But it's less than the B-2 bomber because the B-2 bomber was at 2 or $3 million billion a copy. So it's a steal, and we're going to be buying a whole much bunch more of the B-21s, and they're networked so we can have all a bunch of stealth fighters that are flying by themselves without pilots. You should be very excited about that. There you go. Your toes are tingling on that one. Yeah, me too. So a small interest rate increase can raise yearly federal debt interest rate payments by many billions of dollars, increasing the amount of federal budget devoted solely to the servicing of debt. Now, here's where we get into some interesting stuff here. And it's here. The federal government's fiscal picture is made worse by the fact that Social Security Trust Fund will begin to run deficits by 2035 while the Medicare trust fund will run deficits by 2028. These numbers to me, these dates are very interesting to me because Social Security was supposed to run deficits by 2028 and Medicare now is the one running deficits by 2028 and not Social Security. What's that tell you? It means the COVID shot worked. hate to tell you. That means there's enough dead people now off the rosters that the Social Security system now just got an extension of about eight years. This entire issue of killing off populations had many aspects to it, but one of the central themes to this was how to protect the implosion of Social Security. They have been killing off elderly so that they could literally hide the fact that they've been raping and pillaging the Social Security fund for all their other programs like buying ice cream if you're Nancy Pelosi and lining your pockets with billions of dollars of slush fund money and siphoning money through Ukraine to go into the Swiss bank account so they could live happily ever after. This is what's been happening. And so the part of the in- intention of these injections was to kill off elderly, which were the what they considered to be those useless eaters, to quote Klaus Schwab, And they were the ones that were siphoning down on the Social Security system. So apparently they've bumped and gained about seven years of length of time on the Social Security fund. And Medicare is their most current crisis, but I'm sure they'll figure that out with some other version of Obamacare and increase in medical costs. The looming bankruptcy of the two major entitlement programs, the article continues, combined with the willingness of most in Congress to reduce their welfare and warfare spending puts the Fed in a bind. It raises rates to the levels needed to nearly combat price inflation to increase the interest payments, will impose hardships on individuals and businesses, as well as raise federal interest payments to unsustainable levels. Also, if the Fed's continues, the Fed continues to facilitate federal deficits by monetizing the debt, the result will be an economic crisis by a collapse in the dollar's value and the rejection of the dollar's world reserve status. That's already happened. All this article is doing is softening the way for that to happen. And why do we know that's happened? Because China has already made an agreement with 
with Saudi Arabia, and Saudi Arabia has already made the agreement that they're going to pivot off of the petrodollar and start accepting other currencies. By the way, if you want a little history lesson and you didn't know this, the reason that we went into Iraq originally, not the first, second time, but the first time, was that Saddam Hussein had decided to accept euros in addition to dollars on petroleum so that the petrodollar was going to lose its reserve status. So we attacked his country and killed several million children in the process just because he was going to change currencies. That's why Gaddafi was killed, because he was creating a pan-African gold currency. So we ended up having him drugged through the streets and executed and shot. So they're just little things like that. Just sidebars on that so you understand that we are truly a loving and kind nation. And that's why we need things like a B-21 bomber to spend your taxpayer dollars so we can go blow up civilians and lots of nice targets out there that have no business being in our business of trying to deflate the dollar. The bottom line in all of this, however, as this article continues, is even though this is going to create social unrest and violence, what it will also do, and I think this is an accurate statement, is it will start to fuel the interest back to liberty and getting back to a small constitutionally based government. But that walk backwards is going to be pretty difficult. Now, in the midst of all the collapse of things, as we're looking around wondering what's going on, here's something that should make everybody just give you a big warm and fuzzy next time you get on the airplanes, because I know everybody loves to fly. That is now that the airlines are lobbying Congress to allow just one pilot in the cockpit. In the best comment of this article on Zero Hedge, I think it reads something like this. It says, a vaccident at 30,000 feet and no co-pilot. Gee, what could possibly go wrong? And this is where we are. They have injected their pilots. The pilots have all either, many of the pilots have become sick or dead or they've pushed out of the system because they don't want to be part of this mandatory policies. The airlines don't have enough pilots to fly to meet the standards. They're having tremendous number of cancellations. And so now instead of trying to change policy, of course, it couldn't possibly be the injection or the COVID policies. What it actually is, is we need to reduce staff, get away, get rid of our co-pilots and go with one pilot, which I'm sure is going to work out just wonderfully, right? So this is this is the real of the world we currently live in. And this, by the way, is being pushed in the latest aviation bill. The FAA, Federal Aviation Administration is to consider what they call Part 121, which is the use of one single pilot for the flight. Pretty crazy. I'm sure there's nothing to see here. But the unions have pointed to several examples of emergency situations in which two pilots were necessary, such as the miracle on the Hudson when pilots Chesley Sully Sullenberger and Jeffrey Skiles worked together to glide the U.S. Airways flight back to New York's Hudson River after it hit a flock of Canadian geese on takeoff, saving 150 passengers and crew. But meanwhile, 10 days ago, just 10 days ago, Patriots, an American Eagle flight from Chicago to Columbus had an emergency with one of the two pilots became incapacitated. Yeah, that would be the result of a heart attack from the shot. The co-pilot was able to gain control of the plane, declare an emergency, and safely land her back to O'Hare Airport. I wonder how that works when you have just one pilot and he has a heart attack and then he dies. Quite interesting. I'm sure it's going to work all well for the people and for the passengers. Now, at this, while our economy is being crushed by the hands of the lunatics 
and inflation is increasing, be assured that we're doing a lot to try to increase the opportunity for the for the 12 critical minerals projects that we need. So instead of mining our own country for these things and building domestic sovereignty, no, we're not going to do that. Instead, the Biden administration continues to put America last when it comes to, well, the most important things. That's the idea of having foreign governments build mines so that we can buy from them the things that we have here domestically. In the latest example, the administration is considering funding 12 critical mining projects overseas under guise of fighting climate change. (laughs) I swear, these people are out of their mind. If you're a leftist listening to this, please put your head in the toilet and flush several times and then come back and listen to the podcast. You'd have to clean out that stuff in your ears. I'm telling you, these people are nuts. So as all things, just like with the electric car situation, they they literally believe that as long as we can squeeze our economy to death, it's okay that we exploit other places around the world. This is truly the decadent first world nonsense that we're dealing with. People in this country that are pushing these agendas, and I'm not talking the political types that are behind them. I'm talking about the COVIDiots that are literally following this model. These people are brain damaged, and they are literally first world spoiled children living in a decadent world. These are the same people that are calling up businesses, as happened today with one of the local businesses, where a woman called in to complain that they had Christmas decorations and that she was stressed because they weren't celebrating images of Kwanzaa and Hanukkah. And as she expressed herself and was asked on the phone by the, the, by the woman at the business, Were, are you a minority? She said, no, but I'm speaking for them. And the woman responded, well, since I am the only minority family in this community, we're good with it. The problem is that Americans right now in these classes, as one person said to me in 2016, a good friend of mine from uh, Special Forces, and I think his insight was brilliant, it's the most dangerous person in America is soccer mom. It's not the terrorist. And the reason is there's a community of women out here that drive a lot of this narrative. They have nothing better to do with their damn time except pine and listen to this garbage among their circles of whatever they're listening to and worry about the things that have no tangible value. Why can they do that? Because they have way too much spare time in their hands. Americans are become a decadent society. People need to get back to having to work hard, get their hands dirty, and worry about how they're going to put food on the table. That's happening in middle and lower class America. It's still not happening in the upper middle and this upper class America. It needs to. Because once that starts to happen, people start to wake up. They'll start to realize that all these little fetishes that they have, including like, let's embrace doggy puppy play and whatever else they do, it's not going to make a lot of difference when you can't fill your dog bowl full of food, even though you like to lap up your Alpo on all fours. It's not going to make any difference when the bowl's empty. So we're in quite a crisis. But to give you a a real glimpse of this, here's a, a great article here called The Slow Stagnation of the World Economy. I want to read the beginning of this just because it documents one of these people It is of this middle, upper, upper class and what this COVID period has done to her. It goes on. I was visiting with a friend recently and she was recounting her early panic over COVID. She has kids and loves them. 
As a woman, she believed her first duty was to protect them from the bad virus that was floating around. She went into full freakout mode, keeping the kids indoors and spacing them out. Her heart never stopped racing. One day, she looked out the window and saw that her neighbor's dog would lose was loose in her front lawn. She ran outside and started screaming at, at her neighbor to get the dog off her lawn immediately and never allow such an outrage again. Why? Because she had heard on CNN that dogs carry COVID. She believed that the dog was spreading COVID around and that it would would wafe, wafe through her windows and infect her kids. Of course, we know that the virus was very much like that. It even had four legs, could crawl under doors, go up into vent pipes, and then at night drop a spider web down above you, slip behind your mask that you were sleeping with, in, crawl inside your nose, and then go into your brain and cause you to have all sorts of delusional activities. Very dangerous virus that we know we were dealing with here. So, this goes on. Now, this is a brilliant woman educated at a prep school that normal people could, uh, no normal person could afford and attended a top school before becoming a partner in a firm that serves only high-end clients. Moreover, she is herself brilliant and stable and not political, politically left-wing at all. I would question the brilliant part, but we'll leave that for another day. She is sober and strong. Another question of that, I don't think so. She's sober in, in, in nothing. She's consumed in fear, drunk in fear. But COVID, they say COVID-phobia, I would call it COVIDians, snagged her even then. Simply amazing. I had not remembered the weeks during which we are supposed to hate people's pets. We can add that to the endless litany of nonsense we've been through, which is absolutely true. Unfortunately, that endless sense of this litany of nonsense that we've been through has left some real serious brain damage in a lot of people. And to make matters worse, these people have influence and they have influence in critical places that are steering this economy and policy. So you can imagine where that train's going, and it's not going to the pleasant place we want it to be. We're going to have to stay very, very vigilant in this period, and it's not going to get easier because much of this is what they've already started to term the Fochi effect, and it's a piece where humankind was dooming itself with its ridiculous ambition to do more than live in a hut by the river and grab fish to eat. We are very, very bad. That's the origin of COVID. I mean, we are the cause of this. They say they believe we need to be punished. So this is a great extension of the I'm not worthy narrative. So in in this vision, it's it was also obviously pure insanity. And it was, in many ways, it's the place right now where we have lost our collective mind as a, as a people. The media has been fueling it. We know that. We have... Now the new terrifying fear of inflation, and you can imagine how these people are. They are so wrapped around the possession, ownership, and containment in their lives of things. Imagine the fear that's being rocking through their mind when they imagine for the first time that they're not going to be able to go to Starbucks on a, as regular a basis to get their flat white double double quad espresso uh, triple pump twist almond flavored latte. And then it actually it's now where they're going to have to start worrying about whether they go three times a day and they're only going to have to go once. These are the traumas of a decadent world that are very dangerous. These are the people that are worrying and worrying themselves to death at night when they drive around the neighborhood and they see Christmas lights and they don't see Kwanzaa. 
these people are real and they're a product of the Fochian COVID period. This is all about people having a collective mindset, thinking that we all have to be in this together and that we all have to think exactly the same. And it's not getting much better in the near future. So we're going to have to watch, unfortunately, a destruction of the world to bring them into reality. Now, as we continue down this spin, it's good to know as well that in Europe, they have our, in England in particular, they have already declared war on cash. The war on cash has just gone to an entirely new level. The European Union was, has been planning to completely ban cash on transactions above 10,000 euros. This is apparently to uh, protect the world from money laundering and terrorist financing. Here's the real underbelly of that one. This is the test balloon to get people to accept a completely digital environment because they are out, they're out of money. When you run thing on a, everything on the digital sphere, you can make as much money as you want. You can control people better, but no better way to get everybody to accepting all of this than when we can get them to a place where they are broke, they are starving, and they will accept anything for a solution. This is why we talk so much about preparing, and while preparing and keeping prepared is so essential. Patriots, if you haven't heard, we're heading into the worst diesel fuel shortage in 70 years, and that's a big problem, because if truckers can't get enough fuel, grocery stores could go empty. You need to stock up now on emergency food. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com and grab a special offer from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. You'll save 25% on their four-week emergency food kit with a wide variety of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories a day for strength and energy. My Patriot Supply wants to help American families more by charging less. So go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll save 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. Order enough to get your family through the difficult times ahead. At least one kit per person in your home. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and grab all the four-week kits you need. MyPatriotSupply.com Patriots, food is security, both mentally and spiritually. And the time to prepare is now. MyPatriotSupply.com Check it out. You will want it. 20 plus years of shelf life on these products. Now, Patriots, as part of this, as we continue to move forward, is to understand now some of the moves that are happening. As Elon Musk and his team are starting to reveal more and more that is coming out of Twitter, learning about the back doors the government had by a pay-to-play sort of process, we're learning about the collusion with the FBI. None of the things that, if anybody was following, are new, but they are new to the normies. This is representing a broad wake-up of things of how corrupt this tyrannical government actually is. Let's be real. This government of buy and for the people is an absolute joke and mockery of something that should be sacred. These people are criminals, every damn one of them, and one of the most criminal classes of people is the Republican Party. Don't kid yourself. It's not just the Democrats. In fact, I would argue that the Democrats are the are the noisy party that the real criminals sit in the Republican side. And I think we can prove that in two short pieces here on banning social media. Take a listen to this first one. Yeah, this is pretty wild. In the wake of Elon Musk's Twitter files, which is now up to part five, watch the previous videos if you want to see what he's come out with. 
Uh, there's a rush in DC to basically ban social media. Renewed call from both parties, including an initial bill to ban TikTok across the United States. This is all because they're intimidated by what's coming out on Twitter with Elon Musk's Twitter files that uh, Trump was deplatformed at the direct request of the people in the government, as were many scientists and doctors who were speaking out against the COVID lockdowns and then the uh, mRNA vaccines. Incredible times. But it's not just the, the mRNA and it's not just the vaccines. It's all this coming crisis of corruption, which is including the children. Take a listen to this here as a continuation of that first post. So uh, almost three years ago, when politicians in D.C. raised concerns about TikTok and data going to China, they made a deal with Oracle. Oracle is a big software giant here in the U.S. And so your data actually doesn't go to China. It goes to servers here in the United States owned by Oracle. That solved the privacy issue and it solved the issue of data transfer. Yet now there's a renewed call in Congress from both parties to immediately ban TikTok. This is coming from a place of fear and it's coming from a place of wanting to silence the truth. And the actual bill that's been presented, supposed free speech Republicans are the ones who presented this bill. And the actual bill on the first page, it says influence campaigns are the real reason why they want to ban TikTok. Now, what is an influence campaign? I'm just an independent journalist. I'm not paid to be here. Nobody's sending me a check to do this stuff. I'm just coming out with our research and we're summarizing the Twitter files, the stuff that Elon Musk is coming out with. We've just been summarizing that. But to these people in Congress, to these Congress critters, what I'm doing is actually an influence campaign. Since, since my journalism influences your opinion of things, this is considered an influence campaign. <laughs> they want to ban individuals like me from speaking, which is a total First Amendment violation. Of course it is. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to prepare the public and take the right of the good mechanisms of communicating away. They're preparing the public to be silenced is what they're doing. And they're doing this all in the name of protecting your children, which we know is a lot of hypocrisy coming from these very people. These are the same people that are locking down communities in Oxford right now. Oxford is going through a complete and total lockdown for to save the environment. They're just calling this the future of saving the world with their new environmental policies. Take a listen to this. Well, now, I think you guys are going to love this one. We face a dangerous threat to freedom. This is true, and we've known this for a long time. But did you know this? According to Vision News, last week, Oxfordshire County Council finally approved their plans to lock residents into one of six zones across the city of Oxford. They have divided the city, this is the council, into six zones as the latest stage in what is called the 15-minute city agenda. Remember that phrase. And they are actually boasting about this agenda. According to an October article in the Oxford Mail, the local newspaper there, quote, Duncan Enright, Oxfordshire County Council's cabinet member for travel and development strategy, has explained how roadblocks stopping most motorists from driving through Oxford city centre will divide the city into six 15-minute neighbourhoods. He insists the controversial plan will go ahead 
whether people like it or not. Hmm. There's your COVID mentality at work. The Oxfordshire Council will place electronic gates on key roads in and out of the city, <laughs> confining residents to their own neighbourhoods. Even the Times newspapers reported on this travesty without batting an eyelid that motorists will be fined simply for leaving their neighbourhood once too often. So, how does this communist-style activity work in what is supposedly the heart of a liberal democracy? Well, here's how the boffins explain it. Every resident will be required to register their car with the county council, who will then monitor how many times they leave their district via number plate recognition cameras. <laughs> People can drive freely around their own neighbourhood oh, and you. must apply for a permit to drive through the filters and into other neighbourhoods, which they can apply to for up to 100 days per year. The council will then track their movements via smart cameras positioned all around the city. If any of Oxford's 150,000 residents drives outside of their designated district more than 100 days in the year, he or she can be fined $150 a pop. How is that? Hey, that's going to be awesome, don't you think, guys? I can't wait. <laughs> Neither can I. I'm going to sign right up. I'm telling you, who comes up with this stuff and who believes it? The problem is there's a whole bunch of COVID idiots out here that actually believe this stuff. They, they're they going to buy right into this because it's all about we all have to work at this together. I've got to do my part. Yeah, good luck on that because here's the real issue. At the bottom of all of this, what is it always that they are trying to keep your eyes away from? The election stuff? Yeah. So what? Not so much a bad thing. It is a bad thing, but I'm saying for them, they've already gone two years past without any accountability on the election stuff. Yet those that are watching Elon Musk with bated breath are waiting for the next drop on how it's going to reveal and prove to the world how Trump was screwed out of the election. We got that. Done. The real issue is always the same thing. The real issue is the children. Take a listen to this report here of normalizing children, the use of children's blood. Has a story coming out about the idea that rich older people might be using the blood of younger people to slow aging. This sounds crazy, but the idea has been around since the 1700s, and recent mouse studies have suggested that there might be something to it. The mouse studies have actually shown that mice infused with the blood of younger mice live longer and show signs of being healthier. This whole concept, of course, brings to mind dystopian scenarios in which young, poor people are bred to give their blood to older, rich people. There are a variety of risks, including disease transmission and the possibility that we could get the dosages wrong, which experts worry could actually be fatal. There's a good chance that in the coming years, scientists will figure out which proteins could actually benefit us and create an actual infusible medication. And in the meantime, the rest of us would be wise to sit back and wait. Yeah, please do that. We're going we're gonna to mainstream the use of this. There's these dystopian ideas that people could possibly be bred just to provide blood for the rich. We know that's just, that has to be a tin hat idea. But while you're waiting for them to decide the direction of this, don't say anything, please. Because you don't have the authority or the right, as a doctor does, to describe what they can do with children's blood that will obviously benefit the few of us that can afford things. This is how they mainstream ideas. And if this younger generation doesn't start using their brain for something else than a butt pillow, they're going to become part of the blood bank as well for the elite.
Remember, folks, this whole thing from the very beginning was about moving humans in a transition to a new humanity, transitioning. Part of that is creating a new slave class, which we've already seen last this last week with the announcement by a German scientist who has now developed the designs for the first public incubation center where they will grow babies in artificial wombs on a mass scale. This all has been part of their design. You will have designer babies. The rich can have all the great features. The poor will get things like, oh, well, we can choose between whether you're going to have a boy or a girl or whether you're going to have blue eyes or a blonde hair, but that's it. I'm sorry. That's all that you're allowed. The other ones will be able to to deal with gene editing and the all sorts of other wonderful things to develop superpowers, so to speak, within their babies. This is how they separate the world into a slave class and an elite class. It's on their plans. And part of getting there was to make sure with this vaccine that not only did they kill off those useless eaters, as Klaus Schwab would say, but to sterilize the youth, which has happened. 70 to 80% of those that took the shot are now sterilized. That's an established issue. So, folks, I'm telling you, this whole thing has been part of a greater plan, and it's always about the children. So I want to close tonight with this piece, a think piece. It's a little heavy, but this is by Gianni, Gianni Salvatore. He's one of the big voices right now that's come out of the Balenciaga issue. He, is a, he was in the modeling industry. He's speaking boldly about children. Take a listen to how they're working this and how they are continuing to try to expand their network of pedophiles to be in the communities and become normalized, which is all about trauma control, all about fear control, and about breeding the next generation of transhuman or transition or transhuman and transgender freaks. Take a listen. Okay, this story I'm about to do is going to blow the roof off. If you got kids, it's going to blow the roof off. Trust me, because you guys know that we just covered the story about Balenciaga and all the evilness in that realm of fashion world and the music world and the satanic values they have against the kids and how they use and abuse the kids. This story goes hand in hand. All right, I'm going to do this. All right, it is really close to my heart, but I'm going to do this. 7,000 pedophiles have been released. 7,000 pedophiles have been released in California. So these pedophiles have committed the sexual acts against young kids under the age of 14 and within one year they've been released so the funny thing is we wouldn't have known about this until unless this one gentleman his name is Samuel uh, Samuel Dulain all right now Samuel is um, he's a crime he's a Los Angeles sex crime investigator so he was investigating and he came across this website called Megan Law's website. And he looked at it and went, 7,000 pedophiles have been released? So he went up to Daily Mail and he told him about this story. And guess what? Nothing happened. And it is clear, statistically, that pedophiles do not reform. At least 99%, they don't reform. What the hell is going on in this world? Tell me one thing, that child abuse is not worth anything? Child abuse is worth one year in a prison? Come on, people. What are we doing? Why are we so still blind that we can't do anything about it? There was no uprising against this. I'll tell you why, because they hit it well. 
They hit it well. But I'll tell you one thing. We are not blind no more, are we? You know and I know that we are not blind no more. We are going to talk about it. And you guys are the ones. You are the soldiers who are going to, you're going to let this story, all right? And you're going to spread this story. The 7,000 pedophiles are uh, released within a year. Why? We want to know why. All right? And I'm going to give you something else, right? I'm going to read this out to you guys now, okay? So in those 7,000, there's three cases in which one of them, uh, three cases where they have kidnapped a 14 or a 16 year old for sexual abuse. They've been kidnapped as well for a long period of time. And they were in one of them as well. And they were released. I want to know what are we going to do about it? There is nothing we can do, right? But it is. We can keep on talking and we can keep on spreading this. So if I was you guys, I would not let this story go. I will keep on talking about this story because that's exactly what they want us to do. They did not put this into the news. There was a reason behind it. And you know what the reason is. Because back in the days we were sleeping. Now we are not sleeping. Now we are awake. And we're going to do something about it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to spread this. We're not going to stop. If you're a father, if you're a mother, if you're a grandparent, do not stop. Because these people are going to come for our kids. Because that's what they do. That's why they were in a prison. But they got released within a year. What the hell? That's what I want to know. Why? And who let them out? Under what conditions did they let them out? Do not stop. Don't stop. Spread this, please. I'm begging you. All right? This is how we're going to get united. When we work together. So let's do this together. I hope you guys do a good job. Thank you. Awesome piece. Like Gianni Salvatore, he's doing great work right now of elevating the cause. Look, Patriots, here's the bottom line, and this seems like it's overwhelming. We're walking with God, and we have an obligation. Be fearless. That's the bottom line. We've got to speak truth to the public. We have to keep the truth in front of everybody. They may not like it too bad. Life sucks. Grow up. That's the bottom line. Life is not as it seems. We don't need any more decadent women running around here worrying about Kwanzaa decorations inside of instead of Christmas decorations. I really could care less. They need to get a life and get a hobby. But the real issue at core here is our children at this whole nation. And the point is that if you're watching what's happening, we had the bisexual train wreck of our governor here in Oregon, Kate Brown, released today or commute the death sentences of 17 people that were on death row. Apparently they're going to get life, which means they're up for parole at some point. California is releasing pedophiles. This is happening all over the country. Ask yourself why. It's because they know that there's a collapse coming and they want to create in as much chaos, confusion, pain, suffering, and violence as they possibly can. Because the only way that they can remain safe is if they get us to fight each other. That's not going to happen. And these are the initiatives that we're kicking off this coming year. We're going to talk a lot more about it, about getting local podcasting and local intelligence cells. We're going to start taking this country back one step at a time and empowering ourselves with knowledge, truth, and the Holy Spirit. But this is where our ultimate fight and battle line is, in, is, is always the children. These sick pedo freaks are running our world and running our country. And there is no place for them. Stock up on Lyme. It's helpful when you do things in the ground. All right, Patriots, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time we come together to focus on what's before us, to see the truth and start discerning what's going on. 
Father, in this confusing time when things are being thrown at us from every angle, seemingly, we just pray for your continued strength and the wisdom that you provide for us to discern our way forward, to keep truth before us, and to walk mightily in the body of Christ. At times, Father, it seems overwhelming, but we know that you're there with us. We know that we have kingdom authority. All we have to do is ask and walk in it, and we need to keep that love in Jesus before us to continue to mightily speak truth and wield the sword of truth in this world. Guide us in these times, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, patriots. We've got a crazy world. It gets crazier every day. Every single day, I think that it's insane. It it improves itself beyond my expectations. It gets a little crazier, and it's going to continue to get that way for some time. As dark as this may seem, the only way we're going to get this thing back under control is to speak truth before us and let this Babylonian system fall to the ground. That means there's going to be a lot of whining and bellowing woke people as they lose their wealth and lose all that they thought was sacred. But that's why we have to remain and be prepared. We are the, the future of this nation in truth. It is going to come from people that are walking boldly with Jesus and in the Holy Spirit. It is not going to reset itself with these crazies that are infesting our cities or those pedophiles that are trying to, to troll our children. We have to protect the children prima, first and foremost and strengthen ourselves in our love in Jesus. So keep walking in Christ and keep your eyes forward and keep strong in all your beliefs and don't let this noise and confusion get to you. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, 
to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 